everyone. Welcome back to Completely Fucking Clueless. My name is Sarah. My name is Audrey, and we both use she, her pronouns. Woohoo! Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We literally recorded episode 16, like... Two four- days ago. Yeah, 48 hours ago, so... Not a ton has happened. Not a ton has happened. (laughs) But you know what has happened is you did post a little video about your tanning journey. Can you give us an update? An update? Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm going to actually redo it again because I did it, but I didn't watch. Someone told me she was like, you should watch a video of how to do it. But you were like, I just didn't do that. (laughs) And I think I genuinely just didn't use enough. I was so nervous about like coming out like crazy looking that I just like don't look any different um yeah actually now that I realize it's in the light I I do I do not see a difference whatsoever yeah um so but I already did the whole video of the beforehand so I might just you know cheat um and lie and just redo it but not film it and videotape it and then just show the results from that but people are like where are the results and I'm like there. I, give me a second. I can maybe do it tomorrow. You know what? That's such an interesting thing about TikTok, which I don't love all the time, is people are like, show us the next thing, like, now. And but I'm also, as a viewer, I get so annoyed when, yeah. like, people, like, do something and the results aren't up, so I can't see. Yeah. And yet I, I'm doing it. So uh, we're going to try again. There's definitely, like, from the sunburn I got over a month ago, there's, like, they must have still been like more dehydrated or dry than the rest of my skin because they did absorb some. So I'm going to have to like when I do my legs, try and go like around those patches. Um, you know, something's going to happen. Yeah. This weekend I used like a bronzer, not even like a self tanner, but I was making like a UGC video for this company. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted me to like apply it. And I don't think I did it very well and then I got it all over my bathing suit and then I went in the water and I like what like wiped myself with the towel and it was just all over the towel and I was like whoopsie it was kind of funny like in the shower when I was rinsing it off like just like it just the water looked so dirty and I was like I know that it's just tanning stuff but I felt I felt like I was a dirty girl no not in that way (laughs) physically like literally just like covered in dirt yeah, I, I, I may want to try it for our 4th of July weekend. Yes, I... Because we're going to be taking a lot of content. Mm. Um, we're content girlies. Here's the thing. I still don't know if I like the way I look tan. <laughs> I'm not convinced I do. I think I like it on my legs. I don't know. It's just like, even when I was putting on the bronzer the other day, it's just a little bit orangey for me. Yeah. So maybe I just need to find something that's not orangey. The ones that I got to try are ones that people recommended for like paler people yeah. that are like don't have those orangey tones as much i can't even tell though because i didn't put enough on i was afraid so uh once again this quote that i bring back all the time i'm gonna try it again and not be a little bitch this time per let's not be a little bitch how were your two days okay i went in the pool yesterday i (laughs) i am a true pisces i'm a water sign in that i am connected to the water I love the water. When I'm in the water, I feel so good. I was so grumpy yesterday just because I'm still like having trouble with my health right now. I've been like sick and not feeling well and just being frustrated about that and being frustrated about the abilities that you have when you're sick. Um, but I went into the water and I was like, I am a mermaid. I'm in <laughs> aquamarine. And especially because I grew up going to this pool. And so just like remembering all like the games I used to play with my friends and like mermaids and all that stuff. And it was just, it was nice. It was nice to like have that moment. It felt like it honestly, that moment now that I'm reflecting on it, it truly felt like a self care moment. Nice. It felt like I was doing something to help myself. I'm glad. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's, that's revolutionary. Game changing. Yes. I'm also becoming a tennis girly. I told you at lunch today. Yes. I am starting tennis lessons next week, everyone, in attempts to have a hobby. I did tennis as a kid. Me too. And I loved it. I think I just love the aesthetic of tennis. Me too. Like, I'm hoping that one day I'll be like a mom and I'll be like, I'm going to go play tennis with the girls and we'll like play tennis for like 30 minutes and then like eat and drink. Yeah. I feel like that's a big mom thing. It is. And uh, I've just never had a hobby. Like literally everything that I do, I try to make a career out of. Me too. So uh, forever, Olivia has been like, you need a fucking hobby. 
and I'm like, what are hobbies? Olivia's like, well, I like to like make like arts and crafts and stuff. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so I thought tennis. I feel like the closest I've had to a hobby is like, I feel like cooking doesn't count because I really do it to like as much as I enjoy it. And yeah. like, I will make more complex things sometimes. I do it because I need food. Mm. I guess the closest I have to a hobby is reading. <laughs> but that feels. No, I think that's a hobby. Really? Yeah. I feel like a hobby has to involve like doing something. But are, isn't reading doing? I mean, like you're mostly just sitting. But your eyes are moving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think reading's a hobby. Um, it's hard. I feel like, uh, yeah, like kind of going back to what we talked about in last week's episode. It's just like you're trying to build a life for yourself. And, you know, I think all my life I always felt so incapable when it came to sports. So like even like doing these lessons is making me a little nervous because a part of that like girl that felt like she needed to prove herself in the sports world is coming back. But I'm also just like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like, who cares if I'm not good at this? I just want to do something. on a rock violently spinning through space. Her. Who cares? I also just really want to look cute in the outfit. I'm like so excited for the outfit. I love the vibes of it. I'm ready for the outfit. I'm like, I need a photo shoot tennis pro look away. <laughs> um, I know. It'll be interesting. I was really good at Wii tennis. Yeah, I honestly threw my arms out a couple of times doing Wii Sports. <laughs> like, I remember when I used to, like, play bowling on t- Wii Sports, and I'd be like, why am I sore? <laughs> I actually really want to go bowling. I don't know why, but I really want to go bowling. Okay, you know what we should do? I went with Olivia one time. We went to, like, a bowling alley that, like, you drink at. Yes, yes. And That's it's thing. so I've fun. I've actually discovered most bowling alleys have alcohol. We just didn't know because we were, we're going kids. as a kid. Okay, this leads me to uh, another point. I was watching this movie called Couples Retreat, and they were having a children's birthday party, and all the adults were just getting wasted. And then my oh, yeah. dad also brought up a story where he used to take my brothers camping at this country club, and... um. And my dad was like, it's just an excuse for the, all the adults to get drunk. And then yeah. I realized, I was like, holy shit, all children's like parties are for the adults to get drunk. Yeah. And the kids have no idea because we're being, give, no we're being supplied with like cake and chips. Yeah. So we don't give a fuck. You have no idea. I just realized that. And then, oh my God, like what? Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> Okay, everyone, now on to the interview. We are so excited to be talking with Bran Flakes of TikTok today. You probably know Brandon because he is the CEO of TikTok Nightlife. I spent the whole weekend going through all of his videos, and I swear to God, I was lying sick in bed coughing, and I was like, he makes me want to go out. He is so fun. And we're so excited to talk with him today. We really go all over the board in this interview. We talk about sexuality. We talk about nightlife. We, we talk, talk about dating. We talk about uh, dating. Dating. We did talk about dating. Wow. I, I forgot for a second. <laughs> and then we also talk about being in your 20s. And I love how open Brandon was to talking about the ups and downs of being in your 20s. Truly was a blast. It was a blast. And I just am obsessed with him and his content. So, without further ado, here is our interview with Brandon Flakes. Okay, I am so excited to be introducing Brand Flakes to the CFC podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we kind of want to start at the beginning of your journey. Yeah. Because I feel like so much of your content is about your life right now. Yeah. So, you're Philly born and raised. What were you like as a kid? As a kid, I definitely was, it, it depends. Like as when I was like a little, little kid, I was very like outgoing. Um, I loved dolls. I loved the Spice Girls. I was like, loved to dance. I had like yeah. all like my girlfriends. Like I would say like, I was like a really, really happy kid. Um, and then after like elementary school, like when you started going to middle school and like everyone started hitting puberty, like that's where it kind of reached like that like awkward phase where, like, I don't know, it, things just changed a little bit. Like, you, I started, like, experiencing like, a little bit of bullying here and there. Um, I was mm. overweight. Um, just middle school and, like, the beginning of high school, like, wasn't, like, the absolute best times. But, like, I also feel like that's not, like, the greatest time for anybody. It's just, like, right. that, like, I don't know anyone who's, like, oh, my God, I loved being, like, 12 years old. Like, it's just not a fun time. I feel time. like if that was a great time for you, it's a bad sign for the rest of your life. Exactly. 
I completely agree. So yeah, but as a, like as a little kid, like I was definitely kind of there's definitely like remnants of like what you see now, like of how I was like as a little kid, like definitely outgoing, um, had a ton of girlfriends, like loved music, loved dancing, like was just a social person. Um, and then I definitely went through like a more introverted phase, like middle school, beginning of high school. Um, but then like when I went, went to college, like all of that went out the window. Yeah. Do you feel you got introverted because you were trying to figure out like who you were as a person or kind of walk us through that time in your life. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely think that was a part of it. Like I was trying to figure out who I was and like a lot of people were like throwing labels on me like, Oh, you're gay. And I didn't even like know I was gay at that time. Um, just having like definitely like different issues with my identity. Um, I like had this really big desire to like fit in and I felt like I wasn't fitting in at all. Um, so I like didn't have like the best self-esteem, like was kind of down on myself. Um, and was trying to just be like, okay, like, how can I be cool? Like, what will make people like me? Um, just kind of like all of that, like, emotional middle school trauma that, like, I think a bunch of kids <laughs> experienced. I so feel you. I look back at middle school and I'm like, I could never do it again. That yeah. was an intense time. Mm-mm. It was terrible. It was literally terrible. <laughs> Everybody's like so mean to each other. Everyone's going through puberty. So it's just like a mess. Yeah. And like also middle school was like, it's just, a, you, there's no more recess. Like you right. now have to like actually like <laughs> gym class was traumatic for me. Like having to do like all like running the mile and all this shit. Like there was just so much more opportunity to like get self-critical and self-doubt. Like I was like a mess. Totally. We had to do sports at my middle school and I straight up played field hockey for one day, started crying. I was also a new student at that school. And then I switched to lacrosse because I had to do something. And I got hit in the head with a ball, I think at least once a practice. <laughs> oh my God. I would I would have cried. I was like probably one of the only I kids. did cry a lot. I never played a sport. Never even tried. Never even went on a team. Nope. Never. Ever. <laughs> uh, I finally in eighth grade, I got them like my parents and I were like, just let her go to dance class instead. Yeah. Please stop. That I could do. I could do dance. <laughs> yeah, I was the same way. By like eighth grade, I told my dad, I was like, I'm done with the sports. They give me so much anxiety. I cannot do it. Yeah. No, could never. Yeah. So <laughs> when you were in middle school, did you have any like rumblings about your sexuality? Can you walk us through like when you first started questioning? Yes. So it was in seventh grade and... I literally found myself staring at my English teacher's like bulge in his pants like every day. <laughs> that was literally it. And he was he wasn't like not attractive, but he wasn't like so hot by any means, but he was just like kind of like that like first like straight male figure that like wasn't like completely intimidating to me. He was just like a very nice English teacher and he, I mean he had like a a decent body. Um and like every day I would just like literally stare at his dick in his khaki pants and I was just like I was like I think I like this I was like I think I like this a lot um that is so funny and then like eventually like once it came to like ninth grade so like two years later like freshman year of high school I was like okay wait I'm fully gay (laughs) yeah and did you come out in high school I did I came out to like I slowly came out to like my close friends like freshman year sophomore year um and like junior year and then like I told my mom junior year um and then after that like pretty much like it was kind of like a if you ask me I'll tell you but if you don't I'm not going to situation um but like mostly everyone knew and then like when I went to college I was like I'm coming to college like fully out of the closet Period. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) When you were in high school and coming out, how was that for you? It was, like, fine. My friends, like, mostly, like, all knew. And then, like, once I told them, it was, like, that was, like, the very beginning. So it was, like, really fun at first because I was just, like, oh, my God, I can finally, like, tell them about all the guys that I think are hot that, like, I haven't been able to talk to them about before. So, like, there was, like, kind of, like, a rush in the beginning of, like, telling, like, my really close friends. I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, who do you think's hot? I think this person's hot. Like, all this stuff. Um, But it was fine. Like, no one was, like, really, like, it was kind of, like, once, like, you actually, like, admitted it. Like, no one could really give you shit for it anymore because then it would just be, like, fucked up. Um, but before it was, like, everyone's, like, just tell everybody you're gay. But then, like, once it was, like, oh, shit, you actually are gay. Okay, like, never mind. Like, love you. Like, <laughs> just- Did you ever feel that pressure when you were younger and people were, like, just come out and making yeah. those assumptions about you? For sure. Yeah. I think that there was, like especially like when I didn't know I was like feeling like the pressure of like trying to like figure it out but like you'll just if 
a lot of people like know from the day that they were born that wasn't me like it just like happened for me I was just like okay like I'm 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 realizing it now like this is what I like yeah yeah and once you came out like how do you feel you were different was there any like positive changes in your life um I definitely felt like I was able to have a more open relationship with my friends like definitely like felt like a, a wall was broken down like with my close friendships um and I felt like I was able to live like more freely with them and like yeah. could just it just opened up like I said like a world of conversation um that like I wasn't able to have totally. before who was like your biggest like middle school high school like crush oh my god it was this guy who played football um he was two years older than me and I was like obsessed with him or were, were you meaning like <laughs> celebrities either oh my god yeah no I was obsessed with this guy that I went to high school with he was like his brother was in my grade so I knew his brother for a while but like his older brother was two years older than us and I was like oh my god he's like perfect I was literally obsessed if I like saw him probably today I would like probably still pass out he was (laughs) was, like he was like homecoming king like typical Uh, jock like I don't know if he was the quarterback or what he was but like huge like just your cliche high school guy I was like oh my god he's so hot Obsessed. Did you date in high school at all? No, no, no. I have, I've literally, like, I mean, I date now, but I've literally never had a boyfriend. <laughs> and, like, how has that impacted you? Do, do you ever, like, feel some type of way about it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, want to have a relationship with someone and kind of just, like, more so just, like, to experience, like, I feel like you learn so much about yourself when you're in a relationship with someone else. So I definitely yeah. want, like, that, like, self-development. Um, but when it happens, it will happen. Um, right now, I'm Period. kind of, like, doing my own thing. Um, you know, being very successful on my own. So I'm been able to kind of support myself. Um, Would it be nice to have somebody? Absolutely. But when the time comes, the time will come. I 100% agree with that. And so now that you are like in this huge TikTok world. Yeah. And can you get into like the nitty gritty with us in the beginning days of TikTok for you? Like, were you wanting to go on the app and be a creator or were you just like, I'm going to post about my nightlife? Yeah. So it actually all really started happening this time last year. Um, But I was like late to the game. It was so weird. I was studying abroad in Italy in 2019, right before the pandemic hit. And like things like happen in Europe, like a lot of times before they come to America and all my Italian professors were like TikTok, TikTok. And I was like, what is this TikTok that like they keep saying? And like they kept like saying how like it was going to be like a big thing moving forward. So me and my friends had like downloaded it while we were in Italy and we just like used it and we're like, oh my God, this is so funny. But like it wasn't like a popular app. And then it like really blew up during the pandemic when everyone was like yeah. stuck inside. But I didn't download it. I was like, I don't want to get stuck on that all day. Like I was more like into Twitter during the pandemic, like watching TV. Like I wasn't like really concerned about what was going on, on TikTok. And it was just like all like the dance trends. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not really like, I'm not interested. Um, and then January 2021, I finally, like, downloaded it. But I knew when I downloaded it, I didn't necessarily, like, want to be, like, a quote-unquote creator. But I knew I wanted to make videos because I was, like, we do really funny stuff. Like, I see people post on here all the time. And I'm, like, I feel like I could, like, make posts that are just as funny, if not funnier, than what other people are doing out here. Um, yeah. So I started, like, making a few videos. Um just like for fun, uh, doing like a lot of the lip syncing trends, but I was getting more comfortable like talking to the camera. Um, and I had like one random lip sync video get like 2 million views. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. And I got like 600 followers after that, but like nothing really happened. And then in June, I started like actually like talking to the camera. So uh, on the first day of June, I made a video that I was like signs that should have told my parents that I was gay. Um, and that video got like 300,000 views. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, people would watch a minute long video of me like talking like about my life. I was like, that's wild. Um, and then two weeks later, I had like a crazy weekend. And one of my favorite creators is Becca Moore. And she always does rating videos. She's like rating my Halloween costumes or like rating the jobs I was fired from. And I was like, that's such like a fun like little system or like a way of filming a video. I was like, I'm going to rate the nights from my weekend. And I had like a really good weekend. And I was like literally up on Sunday night. Like I had to get up early for work in the morning. But I just like made the video, rolled over, went to bed, like didn't think anything of it. And I woke up and it had like 120,000 views. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, people would like actually like watch this. So I started doing that every weekend Um, and then like just like mixing in other content. Like I was like, okay, people like clearly are relating to like 
going out with your friends, being drunk, doing crazy things. I was like, okay, well, I'll just, can, that's easy. That's my life. Um, so I just started like kind of filming almost pretty much every aspect of my life. My friends, the people I was dating, going out at night, the bars I was going to, um, everything in Philly. Like I made my content just me. Um, and I saw like a lot of success with that and it's still growing. So I, I hit... Um, 10,000 followers July 4th weekend last year and we're almost okay. a year and now I'm at like 255,000 so it's wow. just weird how like how quick it can go yeah it that is such a cool thing about the app that d- that Instagram doesn't have that yep. it can launch you in a way that the grid pictures just cannot they're not gonna do yeah like 100% no absolutely I think I love your content so much because it is so you it's so human yeah and watching your nights out, I'm like, that is the type of energy everybody needs when going out. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I no. mean, that I was always, and it makes sense. Like, it's, I think a lot of people hyper focus, like, on the negative aspect, and they're like, oh, you're drinking too much and all of that. And it's really, for me, it's not about that. Like, I have always craved connection um, and being around people. And I loved dancing, like, since I was a little kid. Like, I always loved being in a group of people. Like, I definitely do like alone time here and there. But for the most part, I would rather be around someone all the time. So, like, in college, like, I really fell in love with the whole idea of nightlife. Like, I loved going out, meeting new people, dancing with new people, you know, it's such an opportunity to just like make friends, you know, meet people in relation, like get into relationships, you know, hooking up with people. Um, I loved every aspect of it. Um, so I really do like love nightlife. Like I'm always like feel like I'm living my best self, like when I'm out on a Friday and Saturday night, like just surrounded by people and having a good time. Yeah. Can you give us like your like top five rules for having like a great night out. Yeah. I mean, first I think you just have to be like, you have to want to go out. Like you have to be in the mindset. Like even if like, you just have to like be open to having a good time. Like if you're in a miserable mood, like you really, really are just not in the mood. Like just don't even go out. Um, because very rarely will your like vibe change. Like you have to be at least down to be convinced to go out or like really have that energy that you want to go out. Um, yeah. Then you have to have like the right squad. And for some people, like for some nights, like it's just having one person who's riding your wave with you, like is on the same wave, like, like, yeah, let's go do that. Let's go have fun. Sometimes it's like a whole big group of people. Sometimes it's like a group of guys and girls, like um, just having like surrounding yourself with people that are down to have a good time, just want to let loose, have fun. Um, for me, I always ha- need a good DJ, good music, um, something yes. to dance to, like something that will really like, for, like I'll be in, in a mood where I'm like, I can't go out. And then I'll hear one song like on, and I'm just like, okay, like, never mind. I changed my mind. Like I'm ready. Like I want to go dance. Um, I'm the same way. I love to dance. Yeah. I love like, to dance. To dance everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like two, like more automatic rules, but, um, I mean, I think always just like feeling like having like a little bit of like confident in your confidence in yourself. Like we've all had those nights where like, we like look in the mirror before we go out and we're just like start self-destructing and it's like, no, 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 no. Like when you put on like that one outfit where you like feel good, you're like, whether it's like a new shirt or like those new tight leather pants and you're just like, yeah, like my ass looks good. Like I'm ready to go. Like just (laughs) that like little pick me up. Um, and Five, I always just say, like, have a little bit of spontaneousness to you. Like, be willing to say yes to, like, one thing that night, whether it's, like, going to an after-hours bar or, like, going back to a boy's house or, like, doing a shot of tequila, even though you hate tequila, but you're just doing it for the (laughs) plot. Um, That is so coming for me. I am not a tequila girl. Me too. (laughs) Just being open to doing one, like, saying yes to at least one thing that you normally would be like, God, no. I feel that. I feel like going out, like my relationship with it, at the end of college, I was like, I have to stop going out. Like, yeah. I got really bad anxiety. Yeah. But lately, there's been such a shift in my going out. And a lot of it has to do with like this attitude of like, I'm going to have like a great fucking time. Yeah. it re- And I've experienced the same thing. Like when I was 23, granted, there was the pandemic. So I didn't go out for like six months. And people are always like, you definitely yeah. like never went a weekend. I was like, no, like during March to August 2020 I literally didn't go out um and I was the same way I like didn't miss it I was like this is fine like I don't need to like really be around it but I then I think like when you get out of the college mindset 
and you're just like more like, oh, I'm an adult. Like I can actually like afford drinks. Like I can actually like go out to dinner and get drunk at dinner if I want to. I can actually like not cry about spending $10 on a vodka soda. Like I have the money to do this. Um, I can actually like meet guys at like a business dinner rather than like meeting guys at like a frat party. Like yeah. it changes your whole <laughs> mindset and it's like a more mature way of going out. And you still have like that crazy like party lifestyle from college. Like you're still the same crazy bitch, but like in a more mature environment, which I think makes it all the more fun. In college, I feel like uh, so much worry was in about how to most efficiently get drunk. Yes. Uh, because it just alcohol seemed like a really limited resource, even 100%. when we were of age. And I don't really understand why. And so it was always like, how can you get drunk the fastest? Which yep. isn't necessarily the best way to have a fun night. Exactly. It was all about like when you were underage, like how can you get alcohol? How can you get into the bar? And then when you were of age, it was like, okay, well, I don't have $30 to spend on a handle of vodka this week. Like who can I like mooch off of um it totally agree with you and it like made this like whole like phase of like just getting super 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 fucked up kind of just to get fucked up whereas like now it's like it's actually like a good time going out like it's more of like a social thing for me i 100 percent agree there's nothing more than i love than getting like drunk over dinner yeah oh my god it's the I'm best. like it's the best i'm like let's go sit at a table for two to three hours talk and drink espresso martinis yes Exactly. I'm like, That's, it's so much fun. I spend all my money on dinners and I would not change it for the world. I have no problem <laughs> budgeting a stupid amount of money for dinners each month because it's where I thrive. The same. Like that is literally my energy. I'm always like, I rather spend my money on the experience than like anything else. Exactly. Yeah. So can you get into like like the nitty gritty details of a night out, like with brand, like wh- how are you starting the night? Like, what are you drinking? Who yeah. are you with? Well, I think recently, like I actually like don't like pregame that much. Um, like I, it also depends on the season too. Like um, in the winter, like when it's like freaking cold out and like no one wants to sit outside at restaurants, like we'll sometimes like just drink at my apartment for a little bit and then go out. But, you know, typically like, it starts with a dinner. Like I'll go out, get dinner with my friends. Um, we'll go at like eight o'clock, grab espresso martinis. And then we kind of will like go sometimes to like a friend's apartment after um, and like meet up with a bigger group of people, drink a little bit more. So I guess essentially that's like kind of like a pregame. Um, and then we go to the bars and there's, it all depends on like the kind of night that you want. Um, I always like to dance, so I always, like, tend to, like, go more towards, like, the clubby kind of bars that are in the city. But sometimes, yeah. like, we want to just, like, do something more, like, casual, um, depending on the group that we're with. Like, if we want to, like, if it's just, like, me and, like, the girls, like, and we want to, like, meet people, we might go to, like, a more social bar where, like, we know, like, a lot of, like, people are going so, like, we can, like, meet other people out. Um, but sometimes we just want to dance. Um, and we're fine just like getting super fucked up and then like going to the club and just like shaking our ass all night. Um, I always think like the best nights have the post pops, which are like the post games, um, where like you run into people, whether it's people that you know, or people that you just met. And like, then you go back to their apartment at like two in the morning when the bars close and you like drink more, um, and then go home. That's always, like, my, like, fun night. Like, I like having, like, one night a month where, like, you go, like, really wild. Like, stay out till, like, 5, yeah. 6 in the morning. But only, like, once a month. <laughs> when was the last time that happened for you? Can you give us a story time? Um, yeah. Uh, when I was in San Diego uh, last weekend visiting my friends, um, we, went, um, we went out to the bars. And then... We we went to, and I love a good bar hopping night. So like we went to like one like bar that was like mostly a club, like really really good music all in the back. Um, and then we were like, okay, like let's at like one in the morning we we're like let's go to another bar and then like go to another bar from one to two and like nothing ever good happens when you do that. Like you just like really <laughs> just like you just get like so hammered. And then my friend was like, let's go back to my apartment building. Like my neighbor like is a DJ, so that was really fun. We went back to her neighbor's apartment building. Her neighbor, who's a DJ, was actually so good, literally just shirtless on his kitchen table, like had a whole DJ set out, (laughs) 
playing like oh bangers and it was just like us like literally like eight of us and we were all just like zooted out of our mind just like dancing like having <laughs> such a good time like a few of us invited like guys over like then like couch makeouts and we like literally were like in that apartment till like the sun like came up and I was like okay gotta go to bed um but that was <laughs> that was really fun that sounds like such a fun time yeah once in a while you have to have like a crazy night like that I agree. I've always been like once a month. I, it, you got to have a fun time. Yeah. And then give yourself a little bit to recover. Yeah. When you're in like the recovery of all of this, do you ever deal with anxiety or any like post yeah. stuff that's not that great? Oh my God. A hundred percent. Um, I will say like, I, I feel like in the summer I don't get it like that bad. Um, it's really like after a really, really like bad blackout will I get mm. like um will I get that? So I honestly have changed my drinking habits so that I don't really experience those anymore. Because yeah. I think like there was a time where it was like kind of glamorizing blacking out and sometimes like it is funny, but sometimes like it's not funny. <laughs> um yeah. so after like I think in February I had like a bad experience with anxiety and also like doing social media as a career, like the imposter syndrome is like always there. So like when that crosses over with the anxiety, like, Oh my God, it can be like a really bad recipe for disaster. Right. Um, But no, I, since going full time, I don't experience it like as bad as I did um, when I had like a nine to five job because I would like go to work on Monday and I just didn't love what I was doing. And then that would stress me out. And then I would get anxiety about work on the weekends. I mean, like, I don't want like, I have so much to do this next week. I'd like all stressed out. Um, so definitely like quitting my job really helped. Um, cause I don't have, <laughs> yeah. like, I can go out on a Saturday and God forbid something crazy happens. It's like, okay, I can like recover for as long as I need to. I am my own boss. Like I can give myself right. as much slack as I need, which, but not everyone's in that situation. Um, but I think like I made a video about this, like as long as you just like know, like most people, not everybody, but most people don't go out with a bad intention. They go out to just have fun. We all do stupid shit here and there, but like nothing major. Um, and there shouldn't be this like punishment on yourself and like guilting yourself for like going out and having a good time with your friends. Um, if you can just like boil it down to just like that, like you're not a bad person. Sure. Did you have one too many? Like, yeah. Have we all? Absolutely. Like right. it's, there's nothing to like torture yourself over. Um, it's happened to everybody. And, you know, if you don't like the way that you feel, um, change, change the cause of it. And that was for me, I was like, I don't need to like have these long pregames. I don't need to drink like 10 vodka sodas a night with no water. And I don't need to like not eat like dinner before I go out. I mean, like, that's not fun anymore. I don't need to like get so drunk to the point where I don't know what I'm saying to people. And that was the, the issue with me. Like one of the like last nights, like I had like a really bad blackout. Like I like got into like an argument with someone who knew who I was like on the internet. And I was like, holy fuck. Mm. I was like, I cannot act like this anymore. I was like, I have a platform now. And I was like, if I wake up to a video of this person, like saying like, Oh, brand flakes was like out of control last night. I was like, that could like fuck up my whole career. I was like, I can't be like that anymore, which was like a really hard transition for me because I kind of built my platform off of like being that character of like, Oh my God, the crazy brand flakes, whatever. So now it's like annoying because I'll, I'll go out and like some people will see me and they'll be like, you're so calm. Like you're so tame. And I'm like, well, you know, I am a little bit different now. I have to be a little bit more reserved now that this is my full-time job. Like I have to be mindful of like my actions and how I act when I'm like around people. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's really relatable. The shifting from like, I would black out a bunch and now I've learned to sort of do something different because that's what my body needs. 100%. Yeah, I think it's hard because in college there is this huge mentality like let's drink to get drunk, let's get fucked up. Yep. And then when you're older, there's a lot of other emotional things that start to come in because you're not a full-time student. Yeah. I didn't think I knew we were going to start getting bad hangovers. I didn't think they were going to come this soon. Like I'm 23. Yeah. I thought I had like at least a couple more years before that. No, they start to hit you like harder and harder. Yeah. And I think that's like, 
it's just like finding the balance. Like for me, mm-hmm. I think going out like definitely comes in waves. Like there's some weekends where I'm like, I just want to keep it chill. And then there's other weekends where it's like, no, I want to be an absolute feral club rat this weekend and like really go yeah, out and rage. Um, I always think like surrounding yourself with people. And I think that's what, why people like don't experience or didn't experience anxiety in college. Cause you would like wake up and you would be like in your friend's apartment and then you would go to class and you would like all be around each other. And then when you're an adult, like a lot of people live alone or they live with like a roommate that maybe they don't like necessarily go out with all the time. So it's like, you're in your head a lot. And that's like the number one thing I'm like, if you are like experience anxiety, like get out of your head and go to a friend's house, preferably one that went out with you last night so that you can both like kind of just like make each other feel better about the dumb shit you both did last night. Um, yeah. And just like surround yourself with people, um, go out to lunch with friends, like wear sunglasses, do what you got to do. But like, <laughs> even if you're really hungover, like you cannot sit in bed all day cause you will just like ruminate on every little aspect of your existence and it will just be a bad thing been there yeah definitely been there I think like being in our 20s especially too it just gives you so much more to worry Worry about about. stress about the next day after because you're like looking on social media and xyz person is like at the gym and you're not and you're like why don't I have my shit together yeah and there's this annoying thing where it's like a lot of people who are really judgmental will be like, well, if you're feeling that way after drinking, like you need to stop drinking or you need to like do something different. And like, while there's some validity in that, it's also scientific facts that alcohol is a depressant. Like yeah. it's not crazy to wake up after a night of drinking and feel like a little bit depleted. Like a lot of it fucks up your sleep. Like I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world. It's definitely not. Like it definitely takes a toll on you. But in that same breath, it's like, it's natural to feel that way. Like you were just drinking alcohol. Like alcohol is a drug. Like, and I think a lot of people like are like, Oh my God, like I must be doing this wrong. Like, and it's like, no, like it's normal to feel that way. Um, especially when you're in this age group and like, you have, like you said, like a lot of other emotional issues going on. Yeah. And besides like the mental um, hangover, what are your like hangover cures for the physical symptoms that you wake up with the next day? Um, I've always tried to drink water like when you're going out. That's like helped me so much. Like I don't get as bad hangovers. Like the nights I get the worst hangovers are when I'm like really drunk and come right back to my apartment and pass out. Like if I, you can like force yourself a little bit to like stay up for a little and sober up and drink water that has helped me like a whirlwind. But if you're too late in the game for that, you already wake up and you have a headache. I always have a bad headache. I take Excedrin, drink water, sometimes liquid IV and then a bacon, egg and cheese. And then normally by like 1 PM I'm I'm good. Bacon, egg and cheese is the cure all for the hangover. Yeah. Bacon, egg and cheese. We were literally talking about it the other day because we went to school in North Carolina and Audrey was like, I would go to Dunkin' Donuts and get it there. Yeah. It was so shitty, but I would always get it. Yeah, there's aren't there's that aren't that good. No, yeah. no, they God, were yeah. not. But yeah. you know, my standards weren't that high. It's always like the local like bagel shop on the corner that has like the best ones. Yeah. They didn't really have that in North Carolina. Oh, that sucks. I know. We went to school at Elon in North Carolina, so there wasn't oh, nice. much around there. Oh my god, yeah, do you guys yeah, yeah. know Audrey? Audrey Trulinger? Yeah, she was my mentee. Yeah, oh my she's god. been on the pod. <laughs> I love her. I was she's just such with her a sweetheart. I actually I ran into her boyfriend and his parents like a week ago. Oh my gosh. That's so very funny. Very randomly. She's a very small she world. grew up around my hometown, so I've been seeing her a lot recently. She's been going out in Philly and the shore, so I keep seeing her. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. It's so like nice how like this world is so small and you can just connect with people everywhere. A hundred percent. Yeah. So getting kind of into your life in your 20s, because that's what we talk about a lot on this podcast. What has been some of like your highlights of being in your 20s? Um, I think just having freedom. Um, I think like, you know, ha- like as the scary part about your 20s is also like the best part about your 20s. It's like, Im- I've been saying like n- embrace the unknown like embrace the fact that you don't have your life figured out like embrace that like you're not necessarily in a job that you think you're going to be in for the next five ten years like embrace living in a city for people like us and being around friends that you can like go and hang out with because it's like 
in when your 30s and 40s, you might be very settled down. And that's probably you're going to want to be settled down after having the freedom of your 20s. Like you're going to be ready for that. But like embrace the unknown, embrace the chaos, um, embrace living in the moment um, and not having everything figured out. Because I think things are more fun when they're chaotic. Like when things are all cut and dry, black and white, it doesn't leave any room for variables. And you, for me, I get excitement when things go astray and things, you know, unexpected things happen. The chaos ensues. That's been my whole life the past like two years basically is like all the best parts are through the things that I didn't expect to happen. Um, So embrace living in the moment, embrace making mistakes because that's how you're going to learn. And you know, em- embrace whatever it is that you like to do. Like, if you want to go hook up with a stranger that you just met at the bar, embrace it. Like, who cares? Like, live your life. Like, live in the moment. Have fun. Um, that's been, like, my s- single favorite thing. And I love living in a city where, like, all my friends are within, like, a two-mile radius. Um, and you can just, like, I can go on a walk with one friend, go to dinner with one friend, um, get breakfast with another, um, work from a coffee shop with another. Like, it's so easy access. And, like, everyone's kind of just like on like that similar path of like we all have a job and then like outside of our job like some of us have relationships but for the most part like none of us have kids yet like none of us are like in anything serious commitment and that gives you so much like more leeway to just like have a good time and I love that yeah I agree I feel like for the both of us we really struggled with the uncertainty at first getting out of college we were like whoa what the fuck is happening but then obviously we created this podcast and we've sort of had to talk about accepting yeah all the confusing shit that happens in your 20s and I actually think it's made me happier because of it I don't know 100%. about you. I think it has it's been interesting because I we now have documented of like some weeks I'm feeling really great and I'm like I know I'm walking in the right direction and then there's absolutely weeks where it's like oh no, I've made every mistake in the world. I'm an absolute mess. Everyone else knows what they're doing and I'm a complete clusterfuck. And like, I try and remind myself that like every person I've spoken to who's our age is like, oh yeah, no, I also don't know what I'm doing. But that that unknown, I think it's wonderful and the best part of life, but also so deeply terrifying. What have been like some of those like moments for you? Like of like feeling like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, I think like, the past like few months like before like before I pursued content creation like full-time I was just like like January and February this year were like probably the toughest months of my life because I had just switched my job from doing like merchandising which is what I went to school for to doing social Mm -hmm. media now for a company so I was doing social media for the company I was working for and then social media for myself and I hated it I was like oh my god I'm so burnt out I'm on my phone all the time all I'm thinking about is content content I was like I don't get it I was like I love doing this for myself like why don't I love doing this for the brand and I like literally fought tooth and nail for that job I was like so confused and I was like well what am I going to do like at this point like if I quit like do I try content creation full-time like I don't know if I'm going to be able to like support myself at all um like I was so confused on like what I was going to do and I just felt really really lost and I was starting to get the really bad imposter syndrome from the social media I was like do people just see me as this like drunk like idiot like do people not think I have like a personality like do people like think that I'm like a bad influence or like glamorizing like toxic behavior like I was just getting like really really negative self-doubt and I was like what am I going to do I was like I kind of hate working for corporate jobs like I have not liked working in a corporate position ever but I'm like really scared to like go full on speed to content creation because I that's just something I never thought was an option. Like I never grew up thinking I was going to be like a quote unquote influencer or anything like that. So I was really, really freaking lost. And then just like the day I just decide to just like give into it and just be like, fuck it, I'm just going to quit. And like, I'll see what happens and I don't have to be tied down to a commitment. I can do this for three months and then decide, okay, I want to go back to a corporate nine to five. And I've been in a way better headspace ever since. And I think the really stressful part, and this is why I think so many people in their twenties, like, feel so clueless and like so like stressed is because like in high school it's like all you're thinking about is where you're going to go to college and you're thinking about what you're going to study um and it's like you feel like that weight of kind of like choosing something so major at like the age of like 17 18 then you go to college you have a lot of fun freshman sophomore junior year and then senior year comes and it's all about like getting internships and getting jobs and then it becomes the shifting of 
you're ar- you already figured out what you're studying. You already did that. Hope you liked it because now it's like now you have to find a job. And then you start comparing yourself to everybody who got the job, who's getting a job first. Like before graduation, you have those friends who already have their first day of work the next week. Then you have their friends who like don't know what the hell they're doing. They're moving home. And then it's like, oh, this person really likes their job. This person's making a lot of money. You find yourself in this like bubble of just constant like comparing, 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 comparing. And yeah. no one's going to win in that. Um, and it's natural. You Like you can't tell people like you can't protect people from doing that i try to tell people all the time i'm like embrace the unknown you're not gonna have everything figured out but like at some point you just can't you're gonna you're gonna run into it and i think that's what really causes that like anxiety and like feeling of lost in your 20s because like you don't really know like what direction your life's gonna go and you're like putting all this pressure to like figure it out and half the time the people that you're comparing yourself to who seem like they have it figured out they don't and if they have it figured out now it's just like how we said the people in middle school who are thriving are going to struggle down the road it's like (laughs) anyone who's doing amazing in their 20s right now or seems like they're doing amazing i guarantee you they're going to run into struggles in their 30s and 40s yeah I just, it's so interesting because all of my life I've hated uncertainty. I have anxiety. I'm like, the unknown is so freaking scary to me. But for the first time in my life, especially these last couple months as we've gotten into content creation, having a podcast, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, just try what you want to do. Yeah. Because there will never be a time like this again in your life. Like, if I want to get married one day, have children, like that becomes the responsibility, not me and what I want. Exactly. And there's so much, like it was so funny yesterday. Like I was literally in the phone store getting a new phone and it's like such a like monotonous adult task. Like it sucks (laughs) just like doing, but then I see a woman come in and she has two kids with her. I'm like, here I am like complaining about doing this. It's bad enough to do this on my own. Imagine doing it as a mom and you have two crying kids who don't want to be there. You don't even want to be there. I was like, oh my God. I was like, that is terrible. I was like, thank God I am 25 and I can just like at least be in my own misery then have to worry about like kids to take care of and like then the employees have to like deal with them crying. Like I was just like, oh my God, I'm so blessed to be at this age right now. You get to be like wonderfully selfish. Yeah, exactly. Like I live on my own. Mm-hmm. And like, I get to make my space exactly how I want. Like I have a disco ball hanging. Yeah. I get to have everything exactly as I want and be genuinely selfish. It's so true. Literally, it couldn't have described it better. It's like, and you're selfish in every aspect of your life, selfish in your career. Like, you know, when you start dating somebody, you might have to switch jobs if they get like a big promotion, then you have to move. You know, you see this stuff happen all the time or like you, your job that you loved becomes too much because now you have to give to your kids and stuff. So it's like, you really have all the opportunity to be as selfish as you want. And that's why I was like, fuck it. Like I'll go content creation. Like right now, like, okay, if I flop after a year, I still have a degree in everything and I can go back to doing a nine to five. There's no reason I can't put this on my resume, but like, when am I ever going to get the chance to like basically work and be myself for a job ever again? Like I need to do it now while the iron's hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great reason. What are your like favorite, favorite things about being a TikTok creator? What are your least favorite things? My favorite things are like making my own schedule, being able to like connect with people on like a greater scale. Like having an audience is so fun. Like, being able to like kind of just like I love oversharing that's just how I am like I love just like (laughs) being authentically me spilling out things that most people wouldn't want their best friend to know let alone the whole entire world um I I find it chaotic I find it fun um I love getting to meet people especially like because my content is so centered around nightlife I love getting to go to different nightlife places going to different clubs trying new restaurants I love all of that um least favorite is definitely like the emotional and mental toll it takes like my anxiety is higher than it's ever been um Mm -hmm. it just comes with the territory the imposter syndrome is insane just always like comparing yourself to others and like analyzing everything you put out like dealing with negative comments and people who are so judgmental you know it's a really tough pill to swallow like when you first start out like I think like I thought like everyone was gonna love me because I'm like I'm a good person I know I'm funny like I know I'm kind like why wouldn't anybody like me you can't think like that no matter what you do there's going to be someone who does not like you and does not like your content does not find you entertaining does not find you funny like those people will be out there and that was the toughest pill to swallow and I have to swallow it every day seeing people that like just do not like what I'm doing um and do not support it um so definitely being comfortable and open to having people judge and criticize you that is not fun um it's not one of my favorite things um but also like I feel like 
for me, it's like the fear of like being detached. Like there's always like something looming over my head. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like you have to post two times a day. Like you have to do this. Um, like when I was in San Diego, I had to like kind of accept the fact that like I couldn't post as much. I still posted like every day, but there were some things I couldn't do. And that was like hard for me. I was like, oh my God, like I'm like technically on vacation, but like I don't know how to take a vacation from this job when like mm-hmm. this job is kind of just like posting every part of my life. Like part of that is posting about being on vacation. So it's wild. Like you don't, it's not like a nine to five where like you take those two days PTO and you don't touch your laptop those two days and you deal with everything when you get back. Like you kind of like, don't do that when you're in content creation. So that can be difficult. Yeah. We just, I was just sick for like 10 days. And so we've had to like try and figure out like what to do. And it's such a weird time because I feel that I was always thinking about like, oh my God, we're not posting enough. Like, is the audience still going to be there? Like what is going to happen? Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. It's really difficult. Yeah. So how do you decompress from this life? Um, if I had a perfect answer, I would share it with you. Um, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, it's all about same thing. How I said with like going out and partying, like you need to be able to find a balance that works for you. Like saying no to certain things when you need to say no, like yesterday was sun or two days ago was Sunday. It was father's day, but everyone of my friends were like going out down the beach doing Sunday fun. And I was like, I'm not participating in this one. I'm going to go spend time with my family for father's day. Let them treat me to a few free meals and sleep at my house in the suburbs and wake up and be a human in the suburbs. I did got a haircut, went to the phone store, did very adult, normal people things. And then come today on Tuesday, I have a podcast at noon. I'm going after this to meet for a business meal, like at lunch, doing content creation for a restaurant. Um, Being able to like schedule your days where you have on and off times. Like for me, sometimes I'll film two videos in the day and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to post one at seven o'clock, one at nine o'clock, but that's all I have to think about now. I don't have to post. I don't, I don't have to think about creating content today. I already have it. Just have to post it later and just living in the know. And then in certain moments, like knowing when like you don't want to be on your phone, like when I'm yeah. out to dinner with my friends, like that I'm catching up with, I don't necessarily want to be on my phone. Sometimes I have it face down and not paying attention to it. I love going to the gym. Um, I see a personal trainer because for me, I can always guarantee that that's an hour out of my day where I'm not on my phone and I'm just doing something yeah. else. It's finding little bounds and things um, and catching up when you need to catch up. Like, it's weird. Like, you don't look at social media the same once you do it as a job. So it's like where other people can like sit and just enjoy TikTok. Like, I'll like watch people's videos and be like, oh, I can make a video like that. Or, wow, I wonder if like, wow, this video blew up. I wonder if they expected it to get this many views. Like, you analyze it in a way that the normal person doesn't because you're a creator yourself. Um, right. But yeah, definitely finding that balance and knowing that like having that like no, like if I absolutely need to take a break, if I need to take a week off of posting, I can because who's telling me I can't? Nobody. I don't have a boss that is telling me you need to do this. Like being in control of your own social media, that's what I loved and that's what I hated about doing it for a company. I was like, I have no control. I have to post this today. I have to post about this campaign. I have to post about this partnership. I have to post about this new sale that we're doing. It was miserable. But when you're doing it for yourself, you post about what you want to post, which is great. Yeah, I think that is so great. And I think it's really cool that you on your TikTok have made a series about talking about being a creator. Yeah. And that's because the thing with my content is like, like I said, like my content is my life. And now that being a creator is my life, I do want to talk about it. Um, And I know that most of those videos aren't going to get as many hits as the ones of me being a drunk 25 chaotic mess. And that makes sense. Most people can relate to being, you know, a person in their 20s, everything that we talked about. Most people can relate to that. Not everyone can relate to being a 25-year-old content creator that does this for a living. But Mm -hmm. for some people, it's still interesting to listen to. And for my fans that really, like, want to know about every part of me, they want to, like, listen and hear about that and learn more. And then for people who maybe want to get into this space, it's cool for them to listen to, too. So I, I do try to, like, Like once a month, I try to do like a little bit of a series on transparency and content creation. I'm like need to do one honestly pretty soon. (laughs) Yeah, they are great to watch. I appreciate that you show so many different parts of yourself on TikTok because a lot of the time you'll see creators and they really and I understand having a niche. Yeah, but then they don't even show like other 
parts of them. And so you're like, who are you beyond this niche? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where you see like a lot of creators like kind of like plateau or like hit a spike like that glass ceiling um, because they're not like getting like they're not showing anybody who they are. And it becomes like a point where eventually like no one can really like relate to them as much um, as they can to other people who are kind of sharing every other aspect of their life. And for some people like that's not for everybody. Like not everybody wants to share every part of their life on the internet. It is definitely something that is not for everybody. Um, But for the people who like can do it in a way that's like authentic, um, I think it makes for the best type of creation because you're really just like becoming a person that like other people can identify with. And they're going to want to, they're going to want to watch you in everything that you do. They're going to want to watch you grow. They're going to want to watch you have fun. um, And they're going to, in some they're going to want to like see you deal with human struggles so that they can relate to it as well yeah this is a little bit of a pivot but before you had mentioned your friends and after indulging your tiktok the past couple days i feel like i know your friend group can you talk about like how you met your friends yeah and your guys's life together yeah yeah so i did do a video on this if you want to watch but i will talk about it um the origin of like me and my friends it's in the girlies playlist on my tiktok Um, but my roommate, her name is Lindsay. We have known each other since we were five years old. We were, we're next door neighbors at home. Um, so so I've been friends with her. Like she's basically a sister. I've been friends with her for like 20 years. Um, so we Mm -hmm. went to high school together, grew up together, like literally known her since I was five. Um, and then she went to Penn state and I went to like a small, like liberal arts, uh, fashion school, whereas where I met my other two really close friends, Casey and Bailey, Um, And the three of us, like, became really close, like, junior, senior year of college. And then we all, like, kind of stayed around Philly. Um, And Lindsay moved home from Penn State. And I moved home, too. But I would always go to the city to hang out with my friends who lived there, um, who stayed in the city. Um, So I introduced Lindsay to, like, all my college friends. And then, like, we all just kind of became, like, a close-knitted group really within the last, like, two years like since we moved to Philly like we became like a really close-knit group of four um but going to school in Philly like definitely like helped me have like a huge network here like I knew all the DJs because I was going to the bars here like I knew like a bunch of people from the other colleges who also stayed in the city um Mm -hmm. so we do have like a very like we have a close group of four but we have like a huge like outside group like you'll see different people in my videos all the time with people that I go out with like almost every weekend um that's the one thing I love about living here is just like the big group of friends that we have and like that like close circle um and like at any given time like if I want to do something there's someone I can text and they'll do it with me and I love that that's so nice I feel that because I grew up in the suburbs of New York and so I went away for school but coming back I have the network of people that from college the people from high school and it's so nice to like have those lives combine 100 percent it's so nice. Yeah, it is. How do your friends feel about being in your videos? Um, when what was so it was so weird? Like when we first when I first started making videos, like I had no followers, so like there wasn't like any fear of being in a video. Like we didn't think that they were gonna go viral. Um, and then once they started like to go viral, um there was like such a love for the group, you know, like a lot of people like will see me and they'll be like, Oh, you're that guy who has that like group of friends that you like always post. Like a lot of people, like my friends are a huge part of my identity, like on the app. So they definitely support it. And I mean, there's so many benefits for them. Like we get so many like hotel stays, restaurant stays. So they like, they know that like, it's kind of like part of like the territory. Like they don't mind being in videos. There's definitely sometimes where like, there'll be stuff where they're like, don't put that in there or like take that yeah. out or like whatever. But for the most part, they're so supportive and they enjoy it. I'm always telling them I'm like, guys, like you need to do this too. Like this can be a group effort. Um, so it's, they've been really great about it. Um, I haven't really had any issues. Are there some like friends in my outer circles that like make it clear that they don't want to be in videos and I totally protect their privacy because not everyone like signed up for this and wants to be a part of it. But I think part of the reason why I started finding success on TikTok is people fell in love with like this crazy friend group that they see. Um, so it only felt natural like to just continue it. Um, and they've all been so supportive and great about it. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it's so relatable because I have a group of friends from home and there's four of us and it just reminds me of that camaraderie of a friend group. Yeah. And even that new series that you started, like that's sort of like keeping up with the Kardashians, yeah, keeping up with the, the girlies. Yeah. I'm like, 
you guys need an actual show. Like, I know. I would love to watch this. Well, and I think that's what people need to like manifest with content creation. It's like I've noticed this. Like, if you want something, like out of it like you can just make it on your own and then wait for things to happen like I've always wanted to be on reality TV and I always see these casting producers that are like tell us why tell us why but I think like auditioning for a show is like so cringe like I never know what to say so like I just started making my own content and I'm just like I'm sure one day like I would not be surprised if like a casting producer stumbles upon a video and they're like wait we love what you do we love what you see like we want you to, you know, be on this show or be on that. Same thing. It's like I wanted to like start. I went to school for fashion, um, mm-hmm. and I like kind of have lost that part of my identity a little bit. Like I don't really do any content about it, but like I kind of want to. So like one day I was like, I don't care if this video gets no views. I'm gonna just do a haul of like what I got at the mall. And sure enough, like three of the brands that I showcased like reached out to me after that and like sent me PR packages. So it's like you can kind of once you have that platform, like you can still. Like, there's so much pressure to, like, stay within your niche, but you can you can broaden your horizons for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I have one very random question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but this one TikTok really stuck with me of you talking about how you haven't had to buy alcohol in forever now because oh, you yeah. just get so much PR of it. <laughs> yeah. What has been, like, your favorite or, like, funniest or strangest thing that you've gotten in all of that? Um, Alcohol-related or not alcohol-related? <laughs> Either both, both. I'm um, interested now. I got this package. I literally posted on my TikTok story. This one, like, company, they emailed me. They were like, hey, like, we we do, like, a bunch of products. Like, would you want us to send you some stuff? And you could maybe do, like, a giveaway with your followers. And I was, like, so busy at the time. I just, like, replied. And I was just like, sure, here's my address. Send me whatever. And I kid you not, I got a box of 40 sets of flatware. Like, I literally have a whole corner of my apartment of my apartment that's just boxes and boxes of like silverware, like forks, <laughs> spoons, knives, everything. And I like don't even know what to do with it. And then in the box was like all these LED light bulbs and like um, Christmas lights. Like there were two huge boxes. I left them in my mailroom for two months because I couldn't even lift them. And then finally, like one day, <laughs> got the courage to go through it. Um, that was insane. Um, insane. I'm trying to think alcohol related. Um, I haven't like gotten like anything like too too crazy. I've gotten like pretty like good stuff. Like I just reached out to this company that does canned espresso martinis, and they're sending me <gasps> them to try. So I'm so excited. What's the brand? Um, What's the brand? It's called like Deloche. I want to say I can send it Ooh. to you. I oh, kind of we got it. I think it's like drink Deloche, like D E L O C E. Might be wrong on that, um, but yeah. I saw them on TikTok. Someone tagged me in them, and I was like, wait, I need these. Um, yeah. The bottle of rosé I got from the MTV Music Movie Awards was pretty I saw random. That. So funny. Um, yeah, I definitely got like sometimes like I'll get a box of seltzers and I don't even like know like I don't know how the company got my address. Um, but yeah, That's I get so a funny. lot of free alcohol in the mail. A lot, a lot of alcohol to try. What's your favorite drink? Like favorite seltzer, and then what you get at the bar? Favorite seltzer is probably High Noon. Um, oh. I love High Noons. Um, what I get at when I get when I'm out to dinner is either an espresso martini or a margarita. Um, but sure. at the bar, if I'm just drinking to get drunk, like just a vodka soda with lime. Yeah. Keep I feel it, that. Keep it plain. Yeah. There's like, especially when you're ordering at a bar, it's like there's loud music. You just like need the sustenance. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Alcohol. Really good sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our last question for you is, can you tell us a recent time where you felt clueless or just like uncertain? It can be big, small. Mine one week was that I didn't know how often you're supposed to empty your vacuum. Yeah. It can be whatever. I think set, like, I feel like a little, like, when you first start pursuing content creation full time, you have to, like, really adult. And that's made me feel really clueless. Like, mm-hmm. I had to open up my own business so that I can't get sued. Um, so that, like, all the time now when I sign deals, like, through with brand partnerships, it's, like, signed by, like, Brand Flakes LLC rather than, like, my yeah. actual person. Um, that process has made me feel really fucking clueless because there's so many, like, rules and regulations. Um, I had to get, like, a certified accountant. Um, that has been, like, really, really, like, as adult-wise, like, I feel, like, so lost and have, like, so much anxiety, like, figuring out, like, how the fuck to get set up in this space. Um, and then, like, I think just in life, like, sometimes I feel clueless every day. Like, I'm, like how long is this going to go? Like, what if I like go through a month where I don't get any brand partnerships and no emails? Like, what am I going to do? Um, like, how am I going to support myself? Um, but I just think it's just keeping a positive mindset and just being like, eh, 
if what will happen will happen um if it's meant to be it will be um and there's always like always having like a little safety net that you can fall back on um always clueless you know when you like are in friendships and relationships like you think you really like somebody and then something falls through and you're like back to square one um I go through that every day (laughs) yeah being clueless is just a part of our lives that's why we podcast about it 100 (laughs) percent Well, it was so nice to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being here with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Okay. That was our interview with Brandon. We hope that y'all enjoyed it as much as we did. (laughs) Uh, I love talking to him. I'm just like such a big fangirl. Me too. Honestly, like his content really just, it does the job. It makes you feel so good and it's funny. Like y'all know me. I don't go out and it made me be like, Maybe I should. No, really. I am so excited because Pride Weekend is this weekend in New York City. And I was like, I'm going to brand flakes it. (laughs) I'm going to brand flakes it. I am going to have a good fucking time. And I'm not going to be like sad about it. Yeah. Per period. Work. Work. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode today. We hope that you enjoyed it. And make sure to rate, review, subscribe, etc. It makes us happy. It really makes me smile. Um, and make sure to follow us on TikTok at completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless. And on Instagram at completely fucking clueless. Yeah. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have an amazing week and don't forget to be fucking clueless. And be just like a little chaos demon baby. I also. know. I'm gonna be a, a chaos demon this weekend. If you see me know you do. <laughs> <laughs>